0: Hey, good people, this is your N.I. Dom, back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplated people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, subtype, just right, all right, let's fight. (laughs) Yes, subtype, just right, all right, let's fight. Yes, they do. That is rhyming. And, um... I think I was semi-intentional about that because I knew I wanted to say subtype and just right based on what I want to talk about. Subtype and just right, and then I was like, "Oh, but there's some more I want to talk about." And so then I was like, "Oh, all right, that that covered the third theme." And then right before I hit the record button, or right. Uh, There's a little story with that, but anyway, right before I hit the record button, something popped up like, oh, you you got, there's one other thing you need to talk about or you could talk about. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get it to fit in? So then I was like, how am I going to get it to rhyme? (laughs) Then I was like, let's fight. And so that's how we, we, um, that's how I'm coming in front of you. There are four separate themes that have popped up. They, um, some of these themes have more history to them But in, since I've last Connected with you, it's been 10 days Since I've last connected with you They've popped, if you will And uh, and I want to Process that, I'd like to But they are four separate themes And I'd be curious to see um How they connect To some kind of central truth uh, Central con- uh, Conviction Um, for taking action, it'd be very, very interesting if I can get to all four of those to see if it integrates into some type of central theme. It doesn't always happen that way. Um, I don't always end the reflections with like a single bow, like, oh, I just, I just put a bow on that. I wrapped it all up, with a bow on it. But, but it would be interesting to see if these four themes, uh, subtype just right, all right, and let's fight, if that all could come together in a central theme. So, uh, but these are the things that have happened in the last 10 days because I've been away, didn't plan on being away from you that long. I'm going to do a little housekeeping and explain to you why I've been away. I want to do my housekeeping, but I just wanted to set up that we're going to talk about these four things that have happened in my life in the last 10 days. And I'm curious to see if they will come together into a central theme. Hey, if you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Pushing those two systems together, I identify as an INTJ-8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years. And half of that time has been in leadership. I actually think it's more than half the time. Because I'm really confronting this leadership in in me, the me doing leadership. And um and the way I'm confronting it is making me go, Well, if you're gonna confront it like that, then more than half of your career has been in, in leadership. More than half. I usually say half, but it's significantly more than half. But anyway. This project is unedited and is unscripted. To know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. So before I get into my, um, the, to the reflection, I want to do some housekeeping. Um, I've got three or four things I want to say. I want to keep it to five minutes. I want to try. So if you're not here for the housekeeping, fast forward five minutes. I'm praying that I can keep it in five minutes. All right. So the first thing I want to tell you is this is actually take three. I have stopped and started this recording for today. This is my third time. The first time I got um, seven minutes in and the second time I got 22 minutes in. This doesn't happen to me a lot, but I think what's happening is that because it's been 10 days, there's so much gibberish in me. The N.I. Dom part is like so much randomness in me. That it's like needing to come out, like before I can get to the core, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta go through all of the gibberish. And I'm like, good Lord, I cannot. It's 22 minutes and I haven't started the damn real reflection. And so I was like, let's start over. So I just want to tell you that as I move into the, the reflection today in this third attempt, I'm going to get confused. Like, Oh, did I say that already? This might be on repeat. So I just want to prep you that that might happen. The third the second thing I want to tell you in housekeeping is that um I have figured out the newsletter situation. I'm about 98% confident. There's a two two percent of me is like, uh, are you cheating? <laughs> but anyway, it's gonna work. Um uh I this this season, this year, this is my fourth year going into the project. We're going into the fourth year, season six and seven. And this is the first season that I'm not changing my frequency count. Started off with 100 episodes a season, then I moved to 50 episodes a season. And then last year I moved to 25 episodes a season and I'm holding steady at 25. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but for this year, I'm going to hold steady at 25 a season. So I'm like, okay, well, you're not making any changes in your rollout, in the delivery of the podcast what can you do cuz i'm all about growth y'all it's all about moving it forward i am an ni dom and i'm an intj it is about moving this baby forward even if it's even if i'm committed to being slow with it it's about moving it forward and so um i want to do more with i, I want to say i want to grow my community but i want don't 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 confuse that with growing my numbers I'm not against growing numbers, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about growing my people. So last I I think one of the episodes that I did on going solo, I think that I talked about, oh, I haven't done it yet. I talked about the forest metaphor yeah. and the solo podcast that I listened to. There was an episode where people say, I'm gonna grow my team or I'm gonna grow my squad. There are people who used to say I'm gonna grow my tribe, but that's offensive. And it took me a minute to 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 really get with. Like I understood, I understand why I'm saying I'm gonna grow my tribe. I understand the tribe metaphor as offensive, but as a person that come, you know, that has a has ancestry, ancestry connected to tribes, I felt like, well, I could say it. I can still say it, but I'm like, just let it go. <laughs> so I moved to saying squad. I like the word squad. And then on this podcast, I heard the word team. And then, uh, he was interviewing a, a lady and she's like, I don't like to say team. I like to say forest. And I want to do that as I want to talk about this forest metaphor in the, on my YouTube channel. I just haven't, haven't done it. Um uh, but the forest metaphor, forest metaphor works. It just works. So trust me. So I'm trying to build my forest, <laughs> my people, and um coming to terms that's why the all right part of this title when i say all right it's kind of about that like what am i going to have to do i'm going to have to make some decisions and so me building the newsletter is a part of me building my squad my my team and some of you may not want to have that kind of connection with me you just want me to exist as this voice out there and You don't need to have a connection with me and that is okay. But if I have a few of you who really feel like you resonate with me, you feel like I speak your language and you feel like I'm your person, well, I want you to be my person. You know, I, I see this project as my, my digital forest and I want to start moving into being in community with a few of you. And so we'll see. So I'm going to do a newsletter. I found the platform and it's my website. Through my website, I can do a newsletter and just release that newsletter just for people who are subscribing. Um, You don't have to subscribe to the website to to see what's on the website, but you will have to subscribe if you want to do the newsletter. And I want to say this last thing, and I'm going to close because I'm almost at the five-minute mark. I would love to start doing some videos. So there is going to come a time where I'm going to... reveal myself to you i'm probably going to reveal myself to you by face first and then by name that's coming um, because i'm really getting at a place of integration in my life i'm starting it's all coming together all of this all of me is starting to come together as one central person <laughs> and, and the work that i want to do in the world and when that happens i want the people in my subscription community to be the first to see all of that okay so please go to yournidown.wordpress.com to subscribe All right, ten minutes. I'm good. All right, so let's try to um, let's try to get into the reflection. So subtype, just right, all right, and let's fight are all separate themes that have happened over the past ten days. And uh, again, like I said, I'm just curious to see if there's a way, if there's something underneath all of that. there's something simmering underneath all of that that needs to be a truth for me. And I don't know what it is because this project is unedited and it's unscripted, even though I just hit the stop button twice. Um I'm curious to see if there's something underneath there for me. And then hopefully because you're here for it, there'll be something for you. So let's start with the one that's probably the most dangerous. And that's the subtype one. I'm going to get up and move around. I need to get a piece of paper. Um Okay, so I listened to an episode. Um, Okay, so this one is going to probably take a good chunk of time, subtype. So just, and it's going to get, for those of you who are into the Myers-Briggs, you're probably going to be here for this. If you're not here from typology, this might be a little difficult, but if you can get past the technical jargon of it all, I absolutely believe there's value in it because this is not this is not subtype the subtype theme is not about the technical jargon it's not about the technical jargon it's about some discoveries about myself in the world and I know that I'll use the tar- I'll use the jargon but I'll try to be mindful that some people may not know the jargon but anyway okay so in July the husband and wife team you already know who, if you've, if you've been following that project, you know, that's a, that's a podcast. I, I, I just call them the husband and wife team and, um, uh, they've been significant, instrumental in my growth. And I really, really want to do a tribute to them one day. I might have to write it up and write it. I might write it. I think that's what I'll do. I'm going to write this tribute to them. There are a few people that come from the internet world or the digital world that have been a game changer for me. Like I think about books that I've read in the past that have been game changers and that's fine. But there's something different about audio and video content from a book. Um, Because, you know, I think you spend more time with them, the creators, than you do with an author of a book. So some of my books I read on repeat but I have more relationship with the text than the author. Well, I feel like these content generators, because they bring themselves into the project, you get to know them. I mean, as much as you can, right? As much as you can, But anyway, so the husband and wife team, I'm going to do a tribute to them and uh, probably two more, more two other, two more content generators that I really feel like really not just changed my life, but saved my life. And I, I think I, I said that recently on their, on their, um, website. I was like, I don't mean it. I think I wrote a, I actually went to their website the other day. Like, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but they really did save my life. <laughs> they really, really did. So anyway, I do politically take, um, exception with them sometimes, but you know, I think that's one thing about INTJs. Like, I'm not going to get my panties in a bunch about that. Like, okay. I don't care for that. I don't agree with that. All right, boom, put that to the side. Let's also focus on this part over here. Let's focus on all this amazingness over here. So anyway, so they released an episode um, called Four Subtypes of the INTJ. I was like, oh, all right. Now, other people have, I've seen other content generators take a shot at saying INTJs have a subtype. So I was like, oh, I deeply respect the husband and wife team. Like they know their shit, excuse me, but they know their stuff. And so I was like, oh, let's see what they have to say about the four subtypes. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Like qu- answers were coming to me to questions I didn't even know I had, right? It was just firing off. And, um, and it also connects to, it, ha- it also helped me to understand me better as an eight because you'll have people who go like, another content generator that I really like, I call him the INTJ academic. And he did an episode, he was like, I don't really think a healthy INTJ can be an eight. He he, he connected it to levels of health. I've already processed this in another podcast, but hes I don't think so. And so sometimes that lingers in my head and I understand, what he, I understand where he's coming from, right? Because of the stereotypical INTJ or the more archetypal, INTJ. But I know, I have since met some other people, INTJs who identify as eight, as eights. But I always just question how I push those two together. Those two, pushing those two systems together, identifying as an INTJ eight. Well, when I listen to the husband and wife break down these four subtypes, oh my goodness, there is no, there is no more questioning. No more. I was I was already resolved. I was I was resolved that I was on INTJ8. But I always I would entertain this this question with like a bobblehead with like question would pop up sometimes. The bobblehead is gone. There is absolutely no questioning about the pairing of INTJ8 together based on these four subtypes. Sort of Beautiful. So that was like one major thing Um, Another major thing That came up for me in terms of how I um, am I've really been struggling With um, The leadership Side of me, the leader me So I've been struggling with a couple of things You guys know I've been struggling with the Structural side of me and how I'm Attending to my structural life Sometimes makes me feel like an ISTJ and I'm like Yo this is a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I don't think I'm necessarily wrestling with that. But I have gone through that. The subtypes would explain this whole, um, the structural, the the, the structural of me. I'll put it that way. Then, um, did I say the leader part of me? I thought, um I've been struggling with that. For a number of reasons I mean and that's a big theme The leadership part of me is a big theme Which is why you see it come up a lot I now understand Why it's a big theme Oh, And I feel like I need to take some action about that And I might have to do some Action in terms of How I even identify in this Project Because it's not a Leadership is not, it's not an identity. I say half of my career I've been in leadership, but I don't really hold that as an identity as I do other things. So INTJ8, it's always going to be my primary identity. And honestly, so if you're listening to me and you're African-American or you're Black, and you get pissed off about what I'm about to say. I'm here for it. Send me a message. Check me. Okay. Check me. But I'm going to be, let me tell the truth and do what my granddaddy say. Tell the truth and shame the devil. I'm going to tell you that the INTJ eight is more central to me than my African American identity. And, and being African American is a big deal, but it comes second. Um, excuse me. I, okay. So INTJ eight is first. I struggle with which one is more important for me, like being African American or being a woman, right? There's so much politics in there. There's so many politics. and so, uh, so many, so much. I don't know how to, if I'm saying it right, but there's a lot there because the African American experience is, has historically been grounded in the black male experiences, the African, the African American male experience. The African American experience treats African American women as like a subset of the African American experience, which isn't, I mean, it's just so grossly off, right? So fundamentally off that it makes me want to privilege the, the woman part of me, the female part of me, and give that more preference just because it's so ignored because of how women are treated in a patriarchal society. It happens in the black community too. So there's a part of me that wants to say, I'm INTJA first, then I'm woman, and then I'm African-American. But then that's not true as well because just like the African-American experience privileges men, the woman experience in America privileges white women, right? Um, So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to separate those two. I'm INTJ 8, just like I merged two concepts together. I'm INTJ 8, and I'm an African-American woman. That's second. That's the second identity. (laughs) That's a rabbit hole. And I'm just thinking, um, I'm thinking that the leader the leader part of me needs to come, might need to come third. I'm struggling because it sounds weird. I'm a leader. Oh, and I got a young lady who was set for leadership and, and she on, on, on paper, it looks like she's surpassing me. And you know, I'm, I got a competitive edge. So yes, it does feel like she's passing me by. (laughs) But anyway, um, oh my gosh, I will not open that up because that is a rabbit hole, but I think there's a part of me that wants another word. I'm an innovator. I'm an entrepreneur. All of that's true. I'm more of an innovator than I am an entrepreneur, but I have to do, in order to do my innovation in the world, I have to be an entrepreneur. So I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur by necessity. I'm an innovator by heart. Okay. This is going to get to these subtypes when I, when I talk about it. Um, um, but I do acknowledge I'm in a rabbit hole. I'm an uh, intro, I'm an innovator, entrepreneur. I'm an author. I mean, there's thought leadership in that podcaster, even if you don't count this one, my other podcast. And I haven't really, I haven't released an episode in almost a year and a half, and those and those uh, episodes, those that podcast episodes are still being downloaded, um, which is fascinating. And based on, and I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't really bring politics into this project unless it's just really, really relevant. But so you know, unless you're under a rock, apparently I talked to somebody who was under a rock yesterday because she didn't know that um our, the, the ex-former president has been indicted four times. It's going back to like this March, February, March, or April. I can't remember when the first one went down. I know the ones like it was New York, Florida, Georgia. No, New York, Florida, DC, and Georgia. Like I know that. I just can't tell you the what months that they have in it, but anyway. So she didn't know anything about that. But the reason why I bring that up is because one of my episodes from podcast number one relates beautifully to what's going on. I mean, I'm not saying that what's going on is beautiful, but just the, there's a, there was something I said in one of those episodes from a year and a half ago, and my goodness, you can see it playing out. And I think that that's why. I, I think those, why those episodes keep getting, getting downloaded. Um, I think it's a pretty respectable podcast, even though it's not on the level of people I follow, but I still think it's respectable anyway. And I'm trying to get back into the rhythm of getting back to the podcast, but anyway, so what did I bring that up? So yeah, so that's thought leadership. Um, I not even think just the way that I live my life. So let's say as a critical race feminist or as a solo like, I think this is part of part of what I'm going to talk to you about when I get to the, the just right, the all right, and let's fight part. Because I've lived my life in a way that I live out thought leadership. So I don't just write about it. I don't just talk about it. I be about it. I was, I used to always tell my students, don't talk about it, be about it. You know what I mean? Like if you say you want to do something, do it. <laughs> so um, I feel like my life is that. I'll try to live out the principles that I hold to be true, which speaks to one of the subtypes. And so I think that takes a leadership to do that, to get in front of. And uh and to do things when other people aren't doing them. I think that's leadership. So I don't know. I just hate I don't know. It's something about that word. I'm a leader. <laughs> it just sounds so elementary to me. So I don't know. But anyway, um it it just this this particular episode really just opened that up for me pretty well pretty big and, um, and, uh, and, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm having some competing thoughts in my head. (sighs) Let me stay focused. And I, it, it was a big deal. It was just a big deal in July. And so, uh, when I came back to the podcast in August, after taking my month off, when I came back in August, I was prepared to talk about those subtypes but I was also still reeling from this whole solo podcast community like not a single episode but the whole podcast like just fighting people like me um oh my gosh it was it's just been yeah I've been spinning in that whole solo space and so um And then I finally joined the community and that isn't going as, as robustly as I would like. And I don't know if it's just because I'm trying to get used to the platform or, or because I'm an, I'm really still an introvert and I'm not doing community the right way. Um, So I'm a little disappointed. I, I feel like I want it more from the actual community but, um, but that's okay. But the conversations on those, that, that, podcast has just been just rich, just rich. And, um, and so anyway, that's kind of what has been pre- uh, where I've been preoccupied and I, preoccupied and I didn't talk about these four subtypes, but I wanted to let you know that the four subtypes have been on me so much. I just have been been focusing more on the um i haven't felt i'm getting distracted you guys i don't know why um i'm not distracted from anything happening in my outer world it's all something i got about three or four things that are trying to come through my inner world i'm like if i allow myself to go there i'm never going to get to the four things and i really am trying to i'm trying i'm trying really hard y'all um So, I, um, so the subtype, the subtype episode from the husband and wife team was a game changer for me. It was really big, but it kind of got put in second place compared to the solo podcast that I've been doing. All right. So, anyway, I've actually listened to the subtype episode three times now. Um, and, uh, um, I'm going to put you guys on hold up. This is just too much This distraction is getting on my nerves Hold on a second Alright you guys I'm back I've been um, I think I've been on pause for about 10 minutes Went to go um, Start me some water for my tea And I just took a little break What was happening is uh, I didn't add to the disclaimers I, I don't think I did In take three like I told you guys I was away for 10 days. And the last episode I did was about abuse. It was a big big piece for me. And I'm like you just you just not going to say anything to those people about it like in take 2 I talked about it, but I don't think I brought it up in take 3 because it was it was it was just going to take a lot. Um and so I just, I think that's what was happening. I was, that was trying to come through, like, you got to address that. You got to address it. But if you do, it's going to send you into a rabbit hole. So I just want to take a quick second to uh try to address that just a little bit. The last episode that I did was about abuse. It was called Truth, but the truth is about abuse that I experienced. And I went and had dinner with a friend yesterday and it was, the I said it. I said it to her and I used the word abuse and she paused she said how did that feel for you I said I said it's a little tough still to say it and she asked me why and I was I think that was a good question like why is it and I talked about um I talked about it in an episode like Part of it is like, I don't want to be victim. I don't want to victimize myself. I don't want to be a victim. That's number one. Number two, it's my person. Like, so I hope that person in high regard. And the person is sick. So I don't want to be beating up on the person while they're sick. You know what I mean? And so all of that is true. But it is true that... Those experiences were grounded in abuse. It is what it is. I didn't choose that. I didn't choose it. And I think the more and the more I can truly, truly, truly accept it, the healthier I will be. And it's getting, I'm getting better. But anyway, that was a good, it was a really, 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 really good episode. Um, Thank you for those of you who listened to it. And that's another reason why it took me 10 days to really come back to you all because i wanted to sit in that a little bit just a little bit um i started feeling ready to come back to you all by wednesday of this week and i was like well just wait a couple of days and now taking that and integrating it like taking that truth and like bringing it into the whole me you know because that's kind of what happens in this project i take these like i have these truths and then i'm like okay because part of abuse um Part of childhood abuse is a disconnecting from the self. That you're not able to be yourself. And I think that's why I talk about the content generators of the past five years. Because I think I've been on this path for self-actualization. Like I talked about that in June. My whole life. My whole adult life. But most of that has been about career. And work. And I'm just now getting to a place to look at the personal me. I want to say play, but I think I've always, I've done play well. You know, I played volleyball. I I did dance. I, you know, went to the club. I went, did karaoke. So I've had, I've had a way of doing play, but my play has been limited. Um, and in some ways, I'm kind of outgrowing that just because of my age and my weight, <laughs> but anyway, um I've kind of outgrown that, and um so I gotta define new play. but I think the bigger issue is personal. I think the really the area is personal relationships that is the biggest, biggest struggle, and um I think that that struggle is heightened because of the abuse. On the front end of the, uh, I was, uh, the abuse was conflated in my mind as love. So I didn't have a healthy sense of love. That love had, love had to consist of these things. There was a time I actually didn't feel like I was close to somebody unless we were having conflict, unless we were fighting. Like I needed that. I needed the conflict. I needed the fight in order for it to feel like love. And I would say that that was like my 20s. My teens and my 20s. And then I would say in my 30s and 40s, it was kind of like starting to move, definitely moving away from that in theory, like as a verbal, as an assertion. Because I literally would say that. So I stopped saying that, but I think I still was drawn. I think I was still being, not 40s, I'm sorry, my 30s. I was still attracted to people who could mirror that childhood's love framework like that. Mm, mm, The spirit of love that I understood as a child is what I continued into my 30s. And then in my 40s, I did a really good job of separating myself from that, going, nope, I'm not doing that. That's not what I want to do. That's great. But then it's just, I moved out and they talk about this as a subtype in the subtype episode too. Um, um, I want to move, you know, I have to learn how to move into relationships. So I had, I was moving towards the relationship, relationships in an unhealthy way. Then I moved out of relationships, which was, I needed to go through that, but I'm a social being. I have to have relationships and now I need to learn how to move into it. I not just move into having healthy relationships. I need to identify healthy people. I need to identify healthy people. I need to um, I um call myself turning off all my indicators, silence everything except that one thing that came through. I turn off my, I don't check my alarms. I even checked my alarms today. And then that indicator just came through. So hold on, let me turn off this volume. All right, so um, I think that knowing how to identify healthy people and having an appetite for a relationship with healthy people and being healthy myself to be in a healthy relationship with healthy people is still work I have to do. And I think that accepting, accepting the... Accepting certain my background certain ex, certain aspects of my background as abuse is going to be a critical player in that. So that was coming through that I didn't give you that update, and uh, and it was just I w- it was competing for my my attention, and so I just said forget it. Let me just give it to you, and um, I want to give back to you. So anyway, I think where I was really at is just trying to say like this identity and living differently. It, it does take leadership and all of that. So let me just. Um, so I I don't think I'm going to be able to fall back into the pocket I was in. I apologize for the disjointedness. So I'm just going to move forward. So this episode on subtypes. Let me just finally give it to you. Um, so the um, and I'm sorry, you guys, if I'm all over the place. I really, really. I'm sorry. I wanted this to be neater. This is the one thing I don't like about waiting so long to talk to you. Cause it's so much, it becomes so much of a buildup. And then it's hard for me to discriminate between. you am gonna say that, but I'm not gonna say that. So, my apologies. So the episode about four INTJ, um, four types of INTJs, and apparently this is, and I don't, I need to buy the book on this. So when I get the book, I can come back and sound more informed so if you want to get More details or accuracy I would suggest you go get the book but it's It's influenced by the uh, Researcher uh, uh, Nario Dar- Dario Nardi I think and so he's somebody that uh, Comes into That podcasting Community often And um, But he studies brain images and I guess there are these The images on the There are these patterns that show up Um, When he scans brains And there are four patterns And the patterns are He's named those patterns As a dominant, creative, normalizing And harmonizing He also studies um, Those brain images as it relates to Personality type according to the MBTI, the 16 types So he is, in his studying, in his research, each of the 16 types can have one of four of those patterns. So if you take 16 times four, 24. So in his theory, there would be 64 types. There's 64 types because each of the 16 has four subtypes. Now, this really resonates with me because I've seen other People try to take the INTJ and do subtitles, but I don't, I don't, I wasn't feeling it. It was interesting, but no. So, even though I don't know if this man's work is peer reviewed, I was reading some criticisms of his work. That's fine. But I, I mean, so far everything he says resonates with me. And so, um, I'm going to say I'm going to be the peer review. <laughs> so anyway, um, so what was I going to say? Um, so the 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 brain imaging has four patterns, and then uh, so he looked at the INTJ. He looked at all the types, but I'm specifically talking about the INTJ. And he sees he saw he saw the four different patterns. And how those patterns influence the ID, INTJ in particular ways. And the reason why this is such a game changer for me is same the struggle I went through with the enneagram. With the enneagram, I had to, um, I had a uh, there is another person who comes on the husband and wife's team, Doctor Beatrice Chestnut. She talks about subtypes as well for the Enneagram. And she says there are three sub uh, subtypes per type based on the instincts. So the instincts are sexual, self-preservation, and social. And so depending on if you are sexual or social, self-preservation, it would influence your number. So I'm an eight in the Enneagram. And I believe that my subtype is social. That's highly flavored by self-preservation. And um and when I when I got finally got serious about the Enneagram, I was testing as three numbers. I tested as a one and then I tested as an eight. I think I then I tested as a five. And then it repeated like I so each like there was no number that prevailed. Those three numbers kept coming through 1, 8, and 5. And so I had to spend a lot of time studying those subtypes. Well, when I would study the subtype for the 8, although I believe I'm a social first, then self-preservation second, when I read about the sexual 8, even though it's third for me, I resonated with it. I resonate with all three subtypes, Right. All three of the subtypes are like, yep, but one is more pronounced. Excuse me. So, when I say one, I mean the social. The social and the self preservation are almost neck to neck. So, my my higher coach and I, we kind of my um, dance a little bit like back and forth. My she used to think that I was self preservation first and social second. I've always thought I was social first, self preservation second. But just this past week, she was like, I can see it. I could see your social first and the self-preservation coming through. And I was like, yeah. So at any rate, all of the subtypes I can relate to, except, you know, definitely there's a hierarchy. But when I looked at the subtypes for the one and the subtypes for the five, I only resonated with one of them. I believe it was the social five. I really, really relate to the social five. And I believe it's the social one. Right. And... Um, I don't relate to all three of the subtypes, but with the eight, I relate to all three of the subtypes. Okay. So let's get back to the INTJ. Out of the four dominants, the four subtypes, I could see myself the way they describe it. I could see myself in all of the INTJs. So I would imagine that if I was struggling with maybe, am I really an INTP or am I really an INFP or, or even an ENTJ? Cause I've kind of talked about that. I would then look at these subtypes and see if, which, you know, I think I think you should be able to connect to all four of the subtypes even if you don't live in all four of the subtypes. I think the subtypes are just different shades of that type. And you should be able to relate to all of them. Now this is my theory, they didn't say it. So the four subtypes um in general for all the 16 types are dominant, creative, normalizing and harmonizing. You know, I'm not here to teach you all that. I'm just here to reflect on it. Um but I do want to just take I just wanted to take some time uh, to share some of the highlights. And I just don't have time because I want to make sure I get to the other themes. But the, so I would tell you to go check it out. And I might come back and give more to this. But so the four subtypes and they put it like in a quadrant. And so in the upper left, you would have the dominant upper right. You have the creative, the lower right. You would have the harmonizing. And then the lower left you would have the um, normalizing and the reason why that that arrangement is important is because the, the, the theory that they're saying is that you can't cross over. So if the dominant so the dominant and the harmonizing are opposite each other based on that arrangement, a person can't go from being dominant to harmonizing. They can go from being dominant to creative, or they can go from dominant to normalizing. I hope I'm using the right language. Um, but they can't just go from domini- dominant to harmonizing. They can get to harmonizing by way of the other, so they can go dominant to creative to harmonizing. But they can't just say dominant to harmonizing. They just can't. So that's the theory. So for so long I was like Okay I really resonated With that was what was Interesting to me I was resonating with Two of them strongly Dominant and harmonizing For me as a subtype I'm like well They were They feel almost equal But truthfully The harmonizing one feels Stronger for me But either way they both felt more, they definitely felt stronger than the normalizing INTJ. But even though I could see me as a creative INTJ, I don't feel that the creative me is as strong as the dominant me and the harmonizing me. But based on the theory, that wouldn't make sense because the dominant and harmonizing are across from each other. They don't connect. So that's the theory. So I was really, really struggling with that. Um, let me just tell you what the one I didn't struggle with which was interesting the normalizing one. Let me read that. Let me give you a, you're going to trip when you read when you hear some of this. The normalizing INTJ picks a more proven path. They're cognate, they're considered cognitively normal. They come from a more conventional collectivist background. Um they still have this the INI weirdness, but um they are um they are um They most identify as with the sensory preferences. They also say they can come, they can be uh, less undereducated or limited education or under resourced. They come from a background, so their survival is dependent on being more sensor-like. And all of that spoke to me, particularly as I've come through this season of hardship. And I'm like, oh, I need to get back on my feet. And how did I do that? I got on my feet by picking them, going back into a job that had a steady paycheck, um, in a career that is pretty steady as an educator, even though social science is my first, first, first love, right? I say it, I'm an educator and a social scientist, but really I came to, I came into education second. Social science was first for me, but this education gave me more stability, and I never thought I chose it for that. Um, but it did. Um, I always thought I chose it because of the creative and the dominant side of me. But nonetheless, we were, I'm not going to lose myself there. But it's, it's still a more stable, proven pathway. And so I was like, oh, and I think when I talk about the toilet paper and the big bundles of to- toilet paper, like wanting to have that structural security that's the normalizing me because i come from that culture i come from collective hardship right and collective hardship says this is the proven path to be s- solvent to be safe in the world so that was just really really good to see that and they said you can actually experience all the all of those subtypes and so for me yeah that makes sense but i when i look at The normalizing subtype for me, I see that as a pocket of my life. You know what I mean? So as I've been doing this healing work, I've also been doing more normalizing INDJ stuff. It's an interesting thing to see those two side by side. That The five years that I've been doing this healing work, I was also, I went back into traditional employment. Okay, so... So I didn't struggle, I didn't really struggle with that one, I was just like, I didn't think I, w- I just knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't, uh, I knew, I didn't think that the, I was looking for which one would be my my base, even though I can, occupy, we can occupy all four of those subtypes, particularly as you get older, you, you, by survival, you have to, you might have to experience all four of those subtypes, I believe that there's a base one, right? So I knew normalizing wasn't my base, but it was going to be one of my wings. Like if if dominant was my base, then normalizing would be a one of the wings, or it would be one of the ones connected in the quadrant. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say. So you have four quadrants: from left, left, right, upper left, upper right, lower right, lower left. Those quadrants connect, right? So I'm gonna call those connecting quadrants wings. So a a wing to the dominant would be the Um, a wing to the dominant would be the, um, creative subtype, the wing, the other wing would be the normalizing subtype. If we are going to take the creative as a base, the wing, one wing to the creative would be the dominant. The other wing to the creative would be the harmonizing, right? So, so even though I felt like dominant was more me, I was like, oh, I don't really know if, if normalizing is my wing. Same thing if I, I resonate with the harmonizing. I'm like, well, I don't know if dominant, if, if the normalizing is a wing for me. So the only thing that has made sense so far is to say, and I think this is what it, I think, I think I start off in the world as a creative. I think, it, I think at the end of the day, I am a creative. I really, really do. Like I guess, I don't know if I said this in take two or take three, but I'm going to re- on, be on repeat. I, most of everything I do in the world is done through my creative self. Almost everything I do is because I'm a creative. I just don't identify with that because I identify with my wings. It has interesting to me, but I think I started off in the world as a creative and I wonder I suspect that if I would have been in a different environment that would have fostered the creative side of me, I would be able to identify as a creative a little more. But I didn't. I come from a world that collectivist, hardship. So the whole normalizing me, I was being pushed to do that. I was pushed to do that. So what what do they say? You can't jump. You can't jump across. So I can't go from creative to normalizing. So if that theory is true, then I was going to have to get to normalizing by way of the dominant subtype or by way of the harmonizing subtype. And I believe I came to the normalizing by way of the dominant subtype first. Even as a classroom teacher, in that classroom, I'm running the show. It was the perfect place for me to be this is one of the probably the reasons why teaching really worked for me and why I am thinking about, oh, oh, my God, I, we don't have time. Why I do entertain going back uh to to the classroom, because it is a place where I can be both dominant and creative, except our industry has changed. And so we don't have a lot of that dominance anymore. They they've oh, they just have. It's not that. So I wouldn't be able to do, that's the conflict. <laughs> I can't do the dominance and the creative like I used to, but back, um, you know, I've been in, I've been doing this for 30 years, but in the front end of my career, teachers had more autonomy and I could do more dominance and creativity in the classroom, more so than I can do now. So anyway, um, so that, that began to make sense to me. And, But then the harmonizing one is really where I'm at. I think it's where I'm at now. And I've probably been here for the last 15 years. And I'm just now, just now guaranteed to own it. So let me, let me, let me read to you. I I gave a little bit about the, let me back up. Let me back up. I gave you information about the um normalizing one. Let me give you some on the creative. Okay, the creative uh subtype for the INTJ um very comes across very similar to the INTP. And you guys know back in season two I talked about that. I'm like, there was a time where I was like, I could read the INTP and I'm like, man, that sounds a lot like me. Right. Um they can be scattered, generalist. They they know how to engage other people. They know how to stir the pot, get people going. I do that so well on the podcast, number one, and on Facebook. I was just thinking about it. Like I'm just ready to get back into Facebook because of some business objectives. And I'm like, oh, I forgot I did this. Right? I can get people talking, get people debating. I could even do that in uh, my physical life if I care enough in the space to do that. Um, When I first started off as a teacher, it was so tough because I was incredibly scattered when it came down to organizing my desk. Like I I talked about this before, I had piles and piles and piles on my desk because I did not know how to organize those papers. It was terrible for me to close out my day. Even in my house, my house was disheveled because I did not know how to organize it because of the creative me. I saw all of these connections. It was very difficult for me to compartmentalize, to categorize. I just, my, my auxiliary function, it just hadn't matured yet. And so that dominant function, it just was difficult, um, Hold on it says to it leans on parts of the mind to organize to present act towards a goal but i i don't really understand that hold on um like most the most they say like the typical eigen t j has uh mediocre body awareness, and I would say that that is a good i would say that's fair it's hard it's hard to say that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I haven't to really. So one of the things that I've learned to do in the last maybe 20 years is I incorporate like my physical demands, like with my body in my house. It took me a while to get there with the car. I'm just now with the car, just now getting there with the car. But it started off with my body and then I moved to the house where I now include those things on like a, uh, a I have what's called a weekly war, uh, war sheet uh where I track everything and so I like I track my objectives in terms of me masterminding greatness. I had to start tracking self-care with the body, self-care with the house, self-care with the car, self-care with the dogs. Like that becomes part of my weekly tracking system because I don't carry that awareness. As an NI DOM, I'm not connected to the physical world. I have to force myself to be able to do that. And so so, the more I look at this list, i'm like and they say they're more iconoclastic um they um other types have to work on being motivated, creatives live in the motivation. I think that's it. I mean, I even think about how happy I am when i'm doing karaoke, and you know they're they get irritated with me because I only sing a, one genre I'm only singing country music, and because I love the words of country music. I love the stories that those words convey. Out of any genre, I feel like the stories in country music resonate with me uh, for a number of reasons. Um, And so, you know, people first, when they find out I'm a black woman singing country music, they're like, oh, and then they're kind of like, oh, yeah, are you ever going to do some (laughs) R&B or or rap? And I love R&B and rap. I just don't sing it anyway. But I think that that it uh, I think it connects to the creative part of me. And I want to share with you guys I have somebody who's writing me uh who's developing an instrumental for me so we're it's a collaboration where i've I have poems and he's taking those poems and he's gonna write he's writing the music to the to the words how he hears those words in in the song in the genre of country music I haven't heard it yet it's from one of my neighbors it was something that just organically popped up, but I'm like, yo, if I have a, if this song sounds good and it's from my own poetry, oh my gosh, right? And I write poetry, right? So I'm, I publicly talk about writing nonfiction as an educator, but I write, I, I write lots, lots and lots of poems. Most of my poetry is sad because I think I write when I'm sad, you know what I mean? Then that's the way that I creatively attend to my pain is by writing poetry. Anyway, so I think the creative me is the starting; it's my base. Um, I just have matured. Let me read to you the dominant. Okay. <sighs> um. Oh, the dominant uh, INTJ is more okay with hierarchies. And if they're going to be okay with the hierarchy, they want to be on the top of the hierarchy. Okay, I don't need to say anymore. They're assertive. Um, they're f- relatively fast reacting. I think about what the girl said at my job. You react. You just react. I said, you could say react or you could say respond. I, and so um, I just don't need a lot of time to process to respond. You know what I mean? I already know I can already anticipate What's in front of me and what I need to do To address that thing Um, So anyway when I read that I was fast reacting and made me think about The young lady at The job I just left Um, uh, um, Just like most AITJs they need to still figure out Their values they still need time to process But they just don't need as much Time Um they're more in re- results focused. They lean on their analytical skills, their la- language-based reasoning. They usually have been in industry. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Um, they are less entrepreneurial. That's interesting, and they do more uh, leading with their in invi- more leading than envisioning, which is why they're less entrepreneurial. Um, they're good at separating work from play. We have strong executive capacities. And so almost everything on that list resonates to me when I'm at work easily. And so when I came back into the work setting, I hadn't been in the work setting. I had been on my own. So that's why I was feeling like an INTP. I really was feeling like, a, like an INTP. And then I get into the work setting. And all of a sudden, all of this dominance comes out of me. And like fast reacting. Um, oh, I can't. It's so much of this. Um, very, my assertiveness was coming out. And I couldn't stop it. it. It took over my body. I remember I told you guys this several times. Like going to work, doing self-talk. Like when we get to work today, we're not going to do all of that. We're not going to do all of that. And then it just, I couldn't help myself. And so I've, the dominant me comes out at work. I don't know why. Well, I i don't, I think it's because of the, the systems of the work, of the, the work environment. I like, I like the systems and that really resonates with me. Um, I think this interest is, I think it has been one of the reasons why getting back into business is hard. Because that dominant me is less entrepreneurial. And I think less entrepreneurial and then I become more structural. Right? I become more of this and that structural wing is there because the structures are connected to the industry. It's so. It, I'm not doing a good job talking about it, but in my head I, I might have to write this up because this feels really salient. Alright, so the so I, but I don't do that at home. I'm not fast reacting at home. I definitely don't do hierarchies in my personal life. Definitely don't. That's the problem. That's one of the conflicts I'm having. Um. Yeah, I'm slow processing it when I'm not at work. I'm definitely not doing a hierarchy, and I'm probably more into the my creative brain. All right, I want to do the last one and then I'm, I'm I'm gonna be done. The normalizing one. Pick some more proven path. Nope. Ah, sorry, I did that one already. Um, this is the harmonizing one. They are hyper specialized. New, any new information has to go into a pre-established network in the brain. Um, so they have these very specialized networks in the brain where they make, like, they be just, they're specializes in, they almost have like, um, they call, they say like a super iconoclastic, like super giftedness because these pathways have already been created in the brain. So if any new information comes in, it, for this subtype, you have to take that new information and put it into an existing network. If it doesn't fit into an, an existing network, the person is kind of like numb, like inactive, because like I don't, I don't know what to do with this information because it doesn't fit inside of an existing network. Um, they struggle with being social. They may have figured out how to be so- social because they've created a network, like they've specialized. In. This is what I, this is what you need to do to be to be social. And I think about Mark Zuckerberg from the, the Facebook dude. How when they mimic him on Saturday Night Live, they mimic him like as a robot. Like, oh, laugh now. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know, and I think that's, <laughs> that's how I feel. Um, That's how what I think about when I see the harmonizing. And I think that that is what I've been able to do to some extent because, um, especially like when you think about karaoke, because I just had to study people. This is what you do when you do karaoke? Okay, I'm going to mimic that. When I'm in a social space My neighbor's home I don't bring closure But when I'm in a social space um, When I'm in a social space Like learning how How do do people banter The INTJs don't banter But I've studied like this is what it means to banter Okay, I can do that, right? And this one uh, guy I talk about, the INTJ John from YouTube, what I love about what he says INTJs can do anything. All we have to do is study it. And so I think that that's the subtype, like, times 10. Um, they usually have, um, So I just want to try to quickly go to this, the next category just right. Um, so um, my job ended June 30th, and I think I told you it was coming to an end, and I think I told you that I went um, in April, I started interviewing, because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go back into, I had to maintain my leadership status, uh, that the Getting back into leadership uh, it uh really helped me to see why I was struggling in the system outside of leadership. You guys witnessed all, you heard me talking about that a lot. So that was one thing I said, I can't, I can't go back in the system in a subordinate role. Well, all of the leadership positions that I, I didn't apply for like So this is where the struggle came in. So I applied for, um, most of the, the positions I applied for were principal positions, school leadership positions. And I did one other position that was considered maybe a district leader position. But in all of those, like three of them, I removed myself from, like, I was like, I'm overqualified for this position. Three of them I could see the, being overqualified right away. So by the time I got to the second or third interview, I was like, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate your time, but I believe I'm overqualified for this. Like even if you hired me, there would be a conflict because you want to do more management and micromanagement of that I wouldn't need. And I'm not trying to be funny, but this is the harmonizing part of me. I'm very specialized. I can tell you how to do your job. Which is what the last year was about for me as a struggle, right? And which is why I struggle with, I I really struggled over the past year because of the harmonizing, specialized part of me. Because I have that specialty. I'm going to, I'm an INTJ. I'm going to bring it forth. Anybody who wants that specialty, they're going to want it. But they're not going to want to give up the power. They're not going to want to give up the power that they have, even though they don't have the specialty. Do you understand the tension point? They didn't have the specialty that I had. They had the power. My boss did. And so then she was like, she was handling me, saying, oh, I can position you as a as a fellow, as a co-leader. She was handling me. And I kind of knew it, but I was going to play the game. And then my other co- because I was an assistant director, the other assistant director, she didn't like it because she was like, you're trying to be the boss. It was very like, like sibling rivalry, and I said, "Listen, what we're not going to do is we're not getting ready to fight, and then go. We're not going to do that." And I said, "And then go to Mama, our boss, as though the as she, so she's Mama." I said, "I'm not playing that game with you," and I did it right in front of. I did it right in front of the the um um my boss. It was just. It was crazy. And and even though I thought that that job was a really good fit for me, there was so much ugliness to that job that I, it, because of the, the parts that I liked about it, I was choosing to ignore it. You know what I mean? And so like, that's kind of what I did in June and July. Like I just had to really come to terms with that. That really, even though I, if you go back and you listen to my episodes in August of last year, I was like, Got this job, it's great, it's yummy. I kept saying, Oh my god, this jummy job, job is yummy. The job was very much in a honeymoon phase. Like those women were very intentional about being perceived in a particular way. Right? That's fine. They were putting they, that's fine. Until the, the organization hit some turbulence. And when that organization hit turbulence, all the masks came off and the real deal came forward. That's fine. That's not I'll have to come back and tell you more about how I've made sense of that. I think I had to go through it. I did a lot of growing up, a lot of growing up because of that. But anyway, the just right piece is that all of those positions that I applied for to, to stay in leadership, they were like, so either I removed myself because I was overqualified or I didn't get it. And every one, like I think there were three positions I didn't get and they said, You are overqualified for this position. I was like, yeah, but I could do it. (laughs) You know, kind of like the job I had this past year. There's no way I should have been assistant director. There's I'm too specialized. I'm too specialized in my work to be an assistant. But because of my values about shared power, my philosophy is that it's okay. I don't have to have the title. We just need to share the power. And it was just really, really tough. Really, 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 really tough. And that's the lesson. You cannot do it, right? Because most people don't really hold the values of shared power. The pyramid people, the matrix, it's always going to be a hierarchy. And your specialty is a—it's confusing in that hierarchy because you're not going to let them exploit you for that specialty. You're not going to let them do that. And they're not going to let you be around without them trying to take advantage of the uh, of your your specialty. It's like it's it's a it's just it's a, it's an act of exploitation. So when I say, well, I'm going to exploit my damn self, right? I have a specialty, and um, it needs to. I need to get back into entrepreneurship with that. So when I say just right, what's been coming up for me is Goldilocks and the Three Little Bears. You know, she was trying to find a bed to sleep in. The bed was too hard, or the other the second bit was too soft, the third bit was just right. She was trying to eat some porch. One pot one bowl of porch was too hot, the other porch was too cold, the third porch bowl was just right. And that's what I feel like has happened to me. In terms of leadership, right? I either am gonna do leadership that is strictly about the matrix. Or I'm going to be doing leadership to fight the matrix. And what I'm saying is I need to do the leadership that's just right. That's really about m- my vision for the world and moving that vision forward. I don't want to be using my leadership to fight the matrix because it will happen. It will absolutely happen if I'm in a subordinate role and It's just, I mean, that's what the last four years has shown me. I wish it weren't true. I really, really, really wish it weren't true, but it is. And what the last year has taught me, which has been equally painful, even though it only took me one year to experience it, I don't want to be at the top of the matrix in a leadership role, furthering someone's vision that I feel is ultimately not the right vision. Right. So I'm not going to use my leadership to further someone else's vision. Now, if your vision is, um, if it complements my vision, I'll do it. But what I had to learn in the last year that my vision is my vision. So that's the just right part. Right. So I can't I can't come into doing leadership as a subordinate and I can't come in doing I cannot do leadership as a true representative of the organization. Because it's not going to be the leadership I really want to support. It's got to be just right for my vision, which is forcing me forcing me back into entrepreneurship. And going back to the dominant subtype, I don't really want to do the entrepreneurship. I don't. I don't. I don't. There's other things I want to do with my energy. But... Um, I understand the specialist, the specialist in me. I under, I understand that even though I don't see myself as living as a creative, I am creative and I don't need to suffer it. I don't, I think the the thing about identifying as a creative that doesn't feel like me is that it feels scattered. Like I don't want to live scattered. That's not me anymore. I don't. I don't need to be scattered. I'm no longer a generalist. I don't need to live like that. And so I'm more specialized. I'm more organized than I was as a young creative, right? My industry and my training has pushed me into the wings where I no longer feel like I'm identifying as this generalist scattered creative. When I think about living a life like that, it gives me anxiety. And so I'm more in the wings, but I have to think about what's the just right temperature. All right. So subtypes, just right. All right. Let me try to do one more. I don't think I'm going to do the, to the fight one. So the all right. No, that I like, I'm going to do the just fight. I'm going to jump to the fourth one. So I've been having conflict with my heart coach, my therapist. And, um, part of it is because she's not. Understanding the non-conformist part of me. I'm a non-conformist. I'm an antisocial. And that's the eight part of me. And as an eight. As a non-conformist. Uh, uh, you, you just heard me talk about the hierarchy. And the pyramid people. Just. You've got to accept me as I am. I'm not going to conform. I'm not going to be in the social like that, Even though I'm a social aid, at the end of the day, I'm anti-social. I'm going to march to the beat of my own drum. I'm going to carve out my own pathways. And I need a life that is going to allow that to happen. My heart coach wants me to have community. And I understand that. Especially since I have to lead the community of my industry. I have to lead the community of my family. And she wants me to build new community. And I love I love that she wants that for me. But what I'm trying to get her to see is you can't, you cannot help me to grow in this area if you will not accept that I'm a nonconformist. I'm a nonconformist, nonconformist, and I'm an antisocial. You, I'm talking about my therapist, you're going to have to help me build a life as I am. Right. And I like I had to tell her this past week, I said, there is value for nonconformists in the world. We're paving out something different. We're showing the world a new map, new possibilities. Most innovators, most entrepreneurs are people who were not conformists. They were not conforming. They were like, no, there's a different way to do this. No, there's a different way to see this situation. And I think that that's who I am. And I don't, I, she's an INFJ, that FE, her FE and my TE are having a battle, battle right now. And it's really struggling. It's really struggling. And it sounds simple, like, cause she, she understands the Myers-Briggs, but I think there's another, there's another reason why she's struggling. And I don't, I don't have time to open that up here. But we're struggling in this space. And if she can't get it, if she cannot get that, I'm never going to be a conformist ever. If she can't get that and celebrate that, then we are. it's time for us to split ways. Because that's that was the reason why I had to go to her. Because I think when you are fundamentally wired a particular way, and the rest of the world around you... Is doing it things doing things differently. It can cause you to be like disconnected from yourself, to question yourself, to struggle. And it, for seven years, that's what we've been working on, working on with me embracing myself, which I have in a lot of ways. But this is the this is the last area. It's not just the the leader in me because she saw it the moment I got back into leadership, she saw it on me. I said, "You see that." That's who I am fundamentally, but I've been hiding that. I had to, I went through a season where the relationship I was in didn't want me to be in that leadership role. And then I came back inside of the industry as a subordinate, didn't want me in a leadership role. And I've been really conflicted there, right? So the relationship is not holding me back. I'll never do another relationship that doesn't embrace the leadership orientation that I have. I don't need to be the boss for you. I do not need to be the boss of you, but I damn sure need to be the boss of myself and you will not boss me. That's for sure. And so I got to get her to get that because I think she'll say it, but then she'll give me some advice that very much violates that part of me. And it's just, it's getting to a place where I'm starting to take exception with it. I'm starting to be really, really irritated with her. For not getting it, and here's the piece that's really irritating about her. I think her fe wants to be connected, and then she does it. And I think there's some superiority happening because she doesn't even want me to like. I can. Re- I told. Her, I said, I can read you as, best, almost as well as you can read me. Let me say it differently. I can read you as well as you can read me. The difference is that you and I are using different instruments to do the reading. You are therapist, you have your psych ther- uh, instrument. I'm an educator and a social scientist. I have a slew of instruments that I'm using to, I can read you, which is fine. I can park that for a period of time, but I'm not going to be in a long-term relationship with you parking the most fundamental part of me to give you, to give your, your reading instrument superiority. No, not no, just no, no. Anyway. So, um, so we're, we're really at an impasse. And like I said, we've been, we've had conflict before and we've worked it out. Seven years is a long time. Um, and it's beautiful, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if her, her own sense of self is going to allow for this one. I don't know, but, but just talking it out now, it helps to know what I'm going to say to her when, when I meet with her next week. Anyway. I think the less fight comment is do I want to walk through the world fighting? No, I don't. But if you're a social justice act, uh, person, an activist person, let's look at Dr. King. That man was about peace, and yet he died violently, right? Peace means disruption in a world that doesn't want peace. To promote shared power in a world that wants a hierarchy means I am about disrupting the hierarchy. That disruption is not peaceful. It requires me to fight and I'm not running from that. I stopped running from it about a year ago and now I'm not running in it. Now I want to embrace it. If we have to fight, we just have to fight, not physically fight because I'm old and overweight. Can't do that anymore. (laughs) There was a time I did. But I'm just saying, I'm not sanitizing that part of me. I'm done. I went through this things. So I'm not doing it, so that's the last fight. And then the last piece, and I'm going to close here. Is all right. What does all of this mean? You know what I mean? You're creative, functioning as a dominant and a um, a dominant and a harmonizing person, right? You're not normalizing. You can you could do that for a period of time what does it mean? Well, for the most part, the entrepreneurship, and I didn't even get a chance to tell you what I'm, I didn't get a chance to unveil that to you, right? So that is moving. That's moving. <laughs> some weeks I'm like, oh my God, it's moving amazingly. And then I'm like, some weeks it's like, okay, what, what am I doing? So I think it's moving. And I've got a way, um, I've figured out a way to, to take care of my structural world. I got to do a couple of things to get in the pocket. So set up some platforms for myself to do that. Um, so that, but it's going really, really, I'm very pleased. I'm so pleased that I've gotten a couple of phone calls for a job and I'm like, "Mm -hmm. if that job doesn't understand that I'm, I'm doing entrepreneurship first, then I can't do it. Right. Because these other jobs that I've had, I've had to keep quiet. I couldn't let them know that I had this other stuff going on. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Not anymore. So I feel really at peace there. And then, um, I think the part that I'm really needing to struggle with the, okay, all right now, when I say all right, like all right now, what we going to do? What we going to do? Right? You love, you've learned this, you've learned this, you've learned this, you've learned this. Now what are you going to do about it? And, um, so I understand what I'm going to do in terms of, work, I have a vision. I have a vision of my life of outside of work. I really do. Even though work is, a, is play for me, I enjoy it so much because of the creative part of me. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I can see that I'm just a refined creative. <laughs> um, um, I haven't been able to really figure out how to do this. There, I am very much committed to having life outside of work or In addition to work. And I haven't figured that part out. So when you listen to the episodes I did. In December of 2022. I talked about the totem. Like I have I see the vision. So clearly about the kind of life. I want in terms of outside of work. With the people I want to engage with. I don't think that they're in my region. I think I. I think I'm in a very normalizing region. You know. I think. The region I, I slipped away to for play, I think, is very normalizing. And I need to be in a region with probably more creative souls. I probably do. And that means relocating. And there's a part of me that just doesn't want to relocate again. Because it takes so long for me to get back on my feet. And then I'm saying to myself, but are you, if the people that you need, you know, you're talking about building your squad, your, your, your uh, team, your forest. If the people aren't here, what are you going to do? I'm 52 years old. What am I going to do? I'm going to keep, because I think some of the fight is because I'm in the wrong environment. So that's where I'm, that's the all right part. Like, all right, now what are we going to do? We got the business, we got the business leadership part worked out. I mean, is it perfect? No, but I mean, I have a clear path. I don't yet have the pathway for the. Totem social world, I want to have. You know, I want to be around other people growing and trying to grow, trying to expand, trying to not conform, trying to create new pathways. Those are the kind of people I need to be around. But the people I'm around are all conformist, all conformists, And it's unbelievable. It's unbearable. And it's causing a lot of friction that while I'm, even though I'm here for the fight, that's a fight I don't need to have. I just need to put myself in a different environment. And I just don't know what that is. So you guys, I need you to know that there's no bow. <laughs> I think the only bow that's going to come out of this reflection is. The all right is. I'm I'm a creative and I'm a nonconformist. And I'm a leader. And that that is my <laughs> excelling point. Uh, I said all of that. But I need to figure out my social. That's the part. That's the part I don't yet know how to do because I can't, I'm can't. i not going to be able to do social with conformists, with normalizing people. I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't know what I'm going to name this episode, but that's the truth that is coming out of it. I can't do it and I should not have to do it. You guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart or a like or a thumbs up. If this conversation about subtypes, about conforming and not conforming, about creativity and entrepreneurship, about pyramid people, the hierarchy, um, about trauma, abuse, if any of this connects to a conversation you had in the world, please take this link and share with those participants so I can build my people, only send it to people who will get it. If my moving about is caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. Let me give you an assignment. I think I'm going to ask you to do something more technical today. Usually I have you do something philosophical or spiritual to ponder on, but I think I'm going to give you a technical assignment. I want to ask you to go read about the normalizer, normalizing, creative, dominant, and harmonizing because I think those four subtypes are, exist with all of the 16 types. Even if you don't know your type within the Myers-Briggs, you still can look at those four subtypes and, and, and see which one resonates with you. Um, you just won't have the nuance to that you would have if you knew your personality type, your MBTI type. All right. But go check that out because I think there's a discovery and self-acceptance when we look at that. There's some self-acceptance there. Um, I would love to ask you to consider like what part, which one of those subtypes really resonates with you. Which one repels you, which one would you struggle with? But I think the thing that I'm asking you to do is go look at those four four subtypes and learn a little bit more about yourself. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until I come back, be well. Bye.